Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Panthers Monday tonight. The Carolina Panthers will take aim at the New Orleans Saints at the bank. So uh, we've been gauging the excitement today from the fans on the text line. Keep them coming. 704-570-9610. But it does sound very, very uh, bleak if you let the fans tell it right now. So uh, we'll see, though. Keep the text coming. Hit those follow buttons on social media, mainly the Wesson Walker show page on Twitter. We'll leave it at that for now, man. Just go hit the follow button there. Check out the content that we put there for you uh, each and every day. And now it is time to go to the campus corner. All right. We talked about it just a little bit, but uh, Colorado Buffaloes, I made it till near, near the fourth quarter, but I couldn't fight the good fight. They win 43-35 over Colorado State in a game that was vicious, nasty, contentious, but a spectacle all in the same breath. Lil Wayne led the Buffaloes out of the tunnel. The Rockets on the sideline. Offset is doing interviews Mm. from the Migos, promoting singles on the sideline. It was like Los Angeles, the Lakers in their heyday uh, out there in Boulder, Colorado. Shador Sanders goes 348, four touchdowns, led the game-winning drive to get them two overtime and then won the game for the Buffaloes. And uh, this is just becoming one of the great stories. I was telling one of my friends, I said, man, I don't know that I've ever been excited by anything in college football as much as I am with this. It's just a breath of fresh air, what it's going to mean for the game and just what he's going to do to college football, man. If they keep their winning ways going, he's flipped college football on his head in a way that's going to be unrivaled. We talked about this, the TV ratings for this program. I heard on the 60 Minutes report, they said that merchandise sales are up 800%. The transfer portal, he's going to rule the transfer portal. Every kid in America is going to want to go and play for Coach Prime. This has just been fantastic when we get caught up, as I've said from the beginning, every year the same teams in the college football playoffs, though I enjoy it. And then you get one surprise team every now and again. But this is definitely the shot in the arm that college football needs. It has them in the national consciousness. Everybody's talking about it every single week. The tickets, everything you want to say, man. So with that said, Walker, did you enjoy the game this weekend? And just your thoughts uh, to reiterate on Colorado football. Well, I'm going to have to keep it a buck with you. Did not watch this game, certainly (laughs) in its entirety. I was watching other things, and then it was a long weekend for me, so I was not about to stay. You said that game Wait, the game was on and you were watching other stuff? Well, I was probably sleeping, to be honest with you. I was watching things. Clown show. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I will do that. It was a very busy weekend for me, but I did catch it at the end or afterwards. And yeah, it was, I I mean, it was crazy exciting. Here's my problem. Travis Hunter goes down with this injury. We know Mm -hmm. about the cheap shot. We can talk about that a little bit more, but they've got a tough schedule coming up. And so now I wonder, all right, there's a lot of winning going on with Colorado. 
they beat up on TCU, who doesn't have a good defense. They were able to separate themselves in the second half against Nebraska. They beat Colorado State. So this has been extremely fun to watch. But now I wonder if they take a step back because of some of these other opponents that they have here, Wes, missing one of the best players. It's the other one outside of Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter, even though a Shiloh steps up. Really cool to see him. What do you make of Colorado's upcoming schedule and whether this thing is going to last as far as the type of popularity they have right now? The thing I will say when you look at Colorado, man, is I think that the way Dion coaches his kids, uh, I think when you and – and I talk about it all the time when I watch the Amazon program that they had with Jackson State. He coaches them in an old-school way that has those kids really playing football with accountability. It has them playing football with a with a fear of their coach, a healthy fear of their coach. Like, hey, I need to get out here and make sure I'm doing what I'm doing. Assignment sound football so that coach is not on my behind. And so I think when you factor that in, I feel like this team is going to be in a lot of games. They have one of the best players in the country in Shador Sanders. And when you look at losing Travis Hunter, of course it's going to hurt them. But this is a guy that spreads the football around, okay? You're talking about Travis Hunter, second on the team currently with 14 catches, but he's not even the leading receiver on this team. That's Xavier Weaver, who has 16 catches for 288 yards. Then you have Jimmy Horn Jr. that's got 19 catches for 181 yards. And then Dylan Edwards is also a threat coming out of the backfield, so I feel like he will be missed. But Shadour, to me, is a lemonade quarterback to where he will take any of the lemons you give him and make lemonade. He's not a guy that needs to play with four- and five-star receivers. He proved out with what he did at Jackson State. He's proving it now at Colorado. He can do it at any level you want to do it. So I think that they will be just fine. And so that's the interesting part. These games are going to be a lot of fun. Do I think they run the gauntlet? No. But I think they're going to win their share of games. And I'll be frank. I think this team has potential to really go far. I think they have New Year's Six bowl game potential, maybe even college football playoff potential, but we'll see. Yeah, Oregon on the road, USC right after that, Arizona State, Stanford, but then it's UCLA ranked in the top 25 right now as well as Oregon State before they finish up with a couple of ranked teams at the end because the Pac-12 is actually playing well as a conference before Mm -hmm. it ceases to exist after what we're going to see from these last stands from some of these Pac-12 teams. So, yeah, unfortunate that the conference is going out like this, but it is going to make for an interesting year, at least while it does exist. All right, when we go look at the landscape of college football around the state of North Carolina, the Tar Heels beat Minnesota. Duke trounced Northwestern at home. Wake Forest had to come back from 17 down to beat Old Dominion on the road. NC State got a blowout win over VMI expectedly. So when you look at it, and then the Charlotte 49ers took a tough, tough loss to Georgia State. But when you look at the local teams around here, especially when you're talking ACC, Power 5, etc., who do you think is the best team in North Carolina right now after three games? Yeah, I'm not going to change my answer from last week. It's it's still the Duke Blue Devils to me. They have still the best win. Well, yeah, we had asked what was the second best team in the ACC, but this is best in the state. Go ahead. And I'll, I'll yes. Let's go. I just want to make sure you didn't, the, the, 
Texas or the listeners didn't think we were asking the same well, question. Well, no, I went Duke within the ACC. I'll, I'll go Duke with the best team in the Carolinas. I, I think after the way that they were able to cruise by Northwestern with no problem, Riley Leonard with close to 100 yards rushing, but also a couple of rushing touchdowns, and you have him being able to throw the ball to a Calhoun who also went for over 100. There's nothing to keep me away from saying Duke is the best team in the Carolinas. UNC struggled with App State Week 2. I do like the way they were able to perform against Minnesota for the most part. Ugly interceptions. We'll get to a Drake May conversation at the end, but also some big-time plays on third and long, like third and 11, third and 12, touchdown dimes that you're getting from Drake May. And the defense, while they haven't been accumulating a lot of sacks like they did against South Carolina with the Gamecocks having a bad offensive line, those interceptions were pressure, and they had two sacks against Minnesota and both of the turnovers on those throws that Carolina had. It was because they were able to make the quarterback feel uncomfortable in the pocket. So the defense, while it might not be as good as they were week one, let's not get it too twisted in my opinion to say they're as bad as they were last year because it can only go up from what they were last year. They were so poor. Duke is still number two, uh, the best team in the Carolinas. Duke number two in the ACC. I would agree with you as well. They've got UConn coming up this week. They should move to 4-0. Riley Leonard, as we said, maybe not the gaudy numbers that we would expect from him, but he's still getting it done, and he's got Duke uh, in the top 25, and they're playing really good football. And you look at what, what he did Saturday. Not the gaudiest numbers in the world, 219 yards passing, but 97 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. He had a couple of sick runs. He talked about how he was going to go apologize to his receivers after the game because he wants to get them the ball more, get them some more touchdowns. So I think those passing numbers are going to come. I think Duke has been doing, uh, you know, what they need to do as far as offensively. That running game, Jordan Waters and the crew, they look really good. But they still have the best win of any of the teams in this state so far because North Carolina's undefeated. The Demon Deacons are undefeated. NC State's 2-1. and one. They played a very good Notre Dame team. But Duke right now still has on their resume they knocked off a then top 10 Clemson. We're going to find out where Clemson is at this point on Saturday with the nose coming to town. But I'm going to go with Duke as well. Fitty, do you have an answer in here as well? I, I would still go with Duke just because the way that it, it, it looks, right? They, they've looked more complete. They've looked more... I guess, toll, if you will, as a team because Carolina's score margin, very impressive on Saturday. 31-13, really controlled the game throughout, but in theory, the game should have been over at halftime. Um, and that's what you know Duke has done to teams outside of the Clemson game where they had to win the game in the second half. So I still think when the two teams meet in November, North Carolina will beat them, but today... I have no problem saying that Dukes looked better through three weeks. All right, so now when we move on and talk about the Charlotte 49ers, Coach Poji, man, the bravado that we heard at the beginning of the season starting to temper down just a little bit. This defense has allowed 1,093 total yards and 79 points in the last two games. The offense is yet to break the 20-point threshold against an FBS program. I mean, Saturday when you talk about the game against Georgia State, 566 total yards surrendered and 41 points, including 461 yards through the air, 14.4 yards per attempt. I mean, that's like us going out there playing pitch and catch with one another. 243 of those yards came after the catch. So that means you're not tackling anybody. Okay. So when you look at this experiment with Coach Poggi, he's brought in all these players. He pretty much flipped the defense around, all new personnel. How patient should Charlotte fans be? Where's Walker Mail today with the Coach Poggi era, and how patient do you want to tell 
49er Nation to be with Coach Poach? Um, I'm still patient after just three games, but also I didn't want the defense to perform like they did. The offense playing the way it did, I'm not too terribly surprised. We know how bad the offense had been even in their opening win at the beginning of the season. But with their defense allowing 41 points, 466 yards passing, only six incompletions, Wes, and they're throwing the ball way downfield. 97-yard touchdown reception, 78-yard reception for Lewis and Williams for Georgia State. You had two guys that went for over 220 yards, 129, and the ball was spread out. It's not like they were just picking on one specific matchup. They're going across the board, and there wasn't a lot of pressure on Georgia State. So, yeah, that was a bad defensive performance that I certainly did not expect. Offensively, you have an interesting quarterback battle with Trexler Ivy and Jalen Jones. Ivy, a much better passer than what we've seen from Jalen Jones. I know Biff Pogey, not exactly thrilled with the way that he was taking sacks, but Ivy is more accurate. If he does have time in the off, but with the offensive line, I think he will find the open man and was hitting some guys in stride, did have the interception, but also had a touchdown pass. The offense is going to be interesting to see here, Wes, but defensively, oh boy, Biff Pogey went scorched earth after this game with a lot of the comments. Not happy at all with his coaching staff. Yeah, and I think that this is a program Charlotte fans, they still need to be patient with them. I still think it will take a coach a couple of years, get some more talent in, get those guys ingrained into the system. So I think for him, even though he had a lot of roster turnover, it's still going to take this team some time. And frankly, they just don't have the quarterback play right now to really uh, give people that, that scare that they need and to support the defense a little bit more. And I think it's kind of wash, rinse, repeat. And I think that's why we prompted this question to be able to ask that because it's like it feels like it's wash, rinse, repeat with what you had last year from this team, just bad defense not enough offense and so it looks like it's turning that way and you can't really blame it on will healy recruits because this has been an all-new set of guys that he has brought in but i still think charlotte fans should be patient i think this is a good coach for this job and i think they'll figure things out because he said he wants to make things simple we'll see as the games come and then the clemson tigers lastly they finished plus three in the turnover margin they won a turnover margin for the first time this season because we know that's been big trouble for them and for the first time since the acc championship game they have four takeaways k club nick have four uh, total touchdowns on the day or tdr whichever you prefer but did this win saturday make us feel like that they learned that they learned their lesson from the duke laws and that they're ready for fsu come saturday at noon I don't know if they learned their lesson at all. I'm just glad that they were able to take care of business. I think if there's any lesson that they learned, it's to not allow Charleston Southern to stay in the game, right? Like Florida Atlantic, you put them away early. You get off to what in the first half is a 34 to nothing lead. Okay, good. Now we can chill a little bit in the second half. Maybe even Clemson, you don't want to chill because of the way that this season has gone on. But in week two, we were all on upset alert for Clemson and then possibly falling to 0-2 to start the season before they go crazy in the second half enough to score close to 60 points if there's any lesson i think they learned from what happened in week two because they were able to just put florida atlantic away right off the rip you let Cade klubnik cruise you sit him hunter helms goes in and throws a couple of passes three touchdowns for klubnik had a 90 qbr so no bad interceptions like we saw from week two yeah i think clemson was able to just okay we're, we're back in the sense that we're not going to flirt with some of these lower tier teams but i still don't have a ton of confidence when 
when they go up against big boys. Yeah, after scoring only seven points against Duke, they've scored at least 40 points in consecutive times for the first time since last season's games against Louisiana Tech and Wake Forest. But to answer your question, hell no, because they haven't played anybody right. yet. So, no, I'm, I'm not buying it yet. I want to see them play against good competition and see how it turns out because we know K. Klubnick, the bad mistakes that he made against Charleston Southern – of course, it came out against Florida Atlantic. That game was just, it looked like a scrimmage from the beginning. They just dominated that game from the first snap until the last. I'm not buying any of it. They definitely were uh, well above their class when you talk about Clemson in comparison to Florida Atlantic. So, no, this Saturday is the tail of the tape. Where's Clemson? Are they a really good team like we thought they could be coming into the season? Or is this a team that's a fraud and is going to go to a lower-tier bowl and people are going to really start to develop questions about where the Clemson program is? 